Um, I've already made my first mistake, by the way. Uh I, uh, I just barely started recording, so if we had any kind of cold open previously, I completely missed it. So That's fine. You'll make up something later like Dan does. Why don't you just make up a cold open yourself? No, I'm while we're a, not here. No, I've been and you told, just speak into it. No, this I've been told open. <laughs> I've been told reliably that there is no editing involved in this show. So there's no way I can after the fact come up with one. Well just come up with enough. Well I think well, I mean, technically I think we just did, but did we? Uh, yeah. But um, we didn't see it. What do you mean we didn't see it? This is it. This is this is as close as we're gonna get. Dan's not here, Dustin. <laughs> My just, rodeo, man. Seeing the cold open, I would appreciate it. No. <laughs> Fine. This is the cold open. <laughs> cold yeah. open on the range. Uh, all right, let's just do this. Um, uh, then instead of the regular theme song, we'll play the Yellowstone theme song this week. One would have to know what that song is, and nobody watches Yellowstone. I watch Yellowstone. Yeah. <laughs> I rest my case. How do I start this? I don't have this. Dan didn't give me a script. You didn't write okay. the script? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Welcome, everybody, uh, to Podjiba, Pajiba's television podcast. I am managing editor, Tori Preston. I think that's right. And with me, as always, are, what would you call yourself this week? Frobert uh, Jangleson. <laughs> Dustin Rolls. <laughs> just call me Jabroni. No. no. <laughs> uh, and we have a special guest this week, first time appearance. Uh, it is our television editor, Kalina Rivera. Hi. Hi. <laughs> We're so excited to have you. And you are here for the finale of Succession. Yes, I am. I'm very excited to be here. Thanks. You're not you're not sick of talking about it? Not it is it has taken over my entire day. Was devoted solely to if I was not writing about it, I was reading about it, and if I was not reading about it, I was rewatching and just playing the entire thing over in my brain, bit by bit. It was. It well, was allow the podcast to purge it from your. <laughs> this will be the talking about it cherry on top, <laughs> which is exactly what I've needed. Yes. We should also mention that Dan is not here because he's not. Location. Hey, 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 hey. Not. This is, this is, this is my show. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Dan is not with us this week. <laughs> As you'll uh, quickly realize, because this is going to be an absolute nightmare. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Photo confidence. Uh, no, we're, we're doing fine. This is yes. great. Uh, Dan wrote us a three page uh, Google Doc on how to uh, produce the podcast. So when you guys and you don't. left out the script. I left out the script. Yeah, he also left out the theme song, which technically I should have, but you know. <laughs> uh, so we're we're winging this, and if you don't see this podcast on Wednesday, you'll know whose fault it is. Dance. Dance. Yes. Exactly. Uh, hashtag dance fault. Yes. <laughs> 
about being the hashtag guy this week. Well, it's it's early. <laughs> Give it some time. Um, so, what's everybody drinking? Kalina, you start uh, this week. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, I am actually. I'm currently drinking a. Um, ooh, this might sound pretentious, but I'm drinking a uh, gin with elderflower tonic. Ooh, is that like your go-to cocktail? Uh, it's actually kind of a newer experiment. So I am in my advancing adulthood. One of the things that I have started to do is to acquire, have some more adult beverages in <laughs> my house, as opposed to just the, you know, generally, and I don't drink a lot actually at all, nor do I entertain a lot, but I've recently started having, so I just bought I just bought a house this summer, so it's kind of, I've been kind of settling in and stuff like that, and now that I've had a couple of times I've had people over, it's sort of like, hey, maybe I should just have a couple of things on deck, so um, I was like, hey, I like gin, we should learn how to make a gin drink ourselves and for a lovely occasions such as this. I'm very glad that you class you're classing up this joint because I have to be honest. Uh, well, a you didn't, you didn't put sparkling water in a smoothie again, did you? You know, I know I didn't. Okay, a don't let's not spoil it. I learned my lesson. Um, just, we'll get there. Hold on. No, no, I, I want to mention before you, you go on that, um, and I mentioned this to you guys. My Alexa just started randomly playing the podcast this week, and I could not turn it off, no matter what. I, so m my daughters listened to the like the first 20 minutes and then like for two days they were like oh my god she drank a smoothie with sparkling water and vodka okay you know what talk to me when talk to me when the twins like get to high school like they'll drink worse things we've all had worse things it, but, you know at least it was a smoothie <laughs> almost healthy uh -huh. you think about yeah, that's it. true yeah. i don't yeah. need the judgment of like a couple of nine-year-olds <laughs> <sighs> Anyway, what I was going to say, I was going to pick a fight. I can't do gin. No, I hate it. Oh, yeah. It's like soaking a Christmas tree in, like, bath water. Yes. Yeah. Eat it. <laughs> You're like, that's great. Uh, yeah, I'm one of those weirdos who really is attracted to um, floral flavors. Mm. So, like, stuff with flowers in them, um, that kind of stuff. It, I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm part hummingbird or something. I don't know. But I, I dig it. But it is, yeah, it's very particular, and I totally get when people are like, ooh, that is not for me. Well, it's so interesting, because when you say florals, like, that is the nicest description of it I've ever heard, and it <laughs> kind of makes me want to, like, give it another shot. But I also, like motor I, oil. That, that describes it for me. Gin. Oh, I thought you said you liked motor oil, and no, I was like, no. I don't. Whatever. You, yeah. You have your own. I don't. You won't drink the coffee beer. No, well, <laughs> anyway, no one wants to drink the coffee. I, plenty of people do. It's really popular. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's it's weird, too, because I love everything that is sort of like um, juniper scented or like uh, kind of maybe it's the Christmas holiday, you know, like <laughs> the, the vibe in the air right now. But it's like I love everything. Like, I feel like I should love gin. And now that I want now, I want to try it and think of like. Mm floral as opposed to yeah instead of like tree in your face yeah Ugh, like i'm just like yeah i don't know i'm very I mean, happy to also put gin in a smoothie 
It would taste better. <laughs> it wouldn't. God damn it, Dustin. <laughs> With some syrup. Well, if I add maple syrup to it, everything it'll be. It yeah. will be. It, I will be able to drink it. It doesn't mean it's good, but I will be able to drink it. Um, but wait, where did you find elderflower tonic? You know what? In Target. Of course, they have it in Target. In Target. Yeah, it's literally instead of instead of because I was like, oh, an elderflower drink. You know, I'm on Pinterest because of course I am. <laughs> um, and and I was like, well, I was like getting elderflower syrup, which is the more common way. Like we go to a very nice restaurant or, you know, a bar if they like have an elderflower tonic thing. Usually like a beverage. They'll usually have like an elderflower syrup. Right. That they add to just normal tonic water and that's, yeah. Right. So I'm walking around in Target in aisles I have no business being in and just spending too much money. And I go down the booze aisle where they have the, um, but the various like accoutrement, like wherever you go to get, you know, like Bloody Mary mix and, and right. like all the syrup. bitters and the, yeah. Right. And then I looked and I was like, you know, they have these nice tonic waters. And then one of them said elderflower tonic water. And I was like, well, that's killing two birds with one stone. Because I also, I mean, I do live in a condo, so I don't have a ton of space to devote to having consumables that I will only have every great once in a while so yeah it's an elder also, things that will only be had with alcohol right <laughs> so, exactly like, i'm not gonna have my syrup and my tonic and my gin like i've got to combine like two out of three come on exactly yes so i try to be very strategic with uh, things that i purchase it doesn't always work but yep so it it is a thing that exists yeah it's called it's from a brand called beaver or something like that i'd have to get up just, and look but yeah but it's it's actually really good yeah i just want to drink it that sounds wonderful i'm thank you for coming and classing this joint up <laughs> you're dustin, welcome dustin how are you going to drag us back down uh well i i continue to try new things for the podcast <laughs> and so yet I, you mock me when i do well i just want to say well, the first thing i, I bought two uh, new beers and the first one i don't really want to talk about because it was disgusting and oh I, no now you have to talk about well, it. I, it was it was called blue <laughs> and it was a blueberry wheat beer that was a terrible idea yeah god it tasted like a uh, uh, air freshener yeah so here's the trick almost anything that's like a beverage if it's blueberry flavored it will have the terrible artificial blueberry flavor oh it was the most disgusting thing i drank like three drinks and i threw the whole four pack away i will never drink that again yeah but the uh the second thing i tried is a a beer called the way life should be which is uh, the state motto of maine oh really i thought that was the title of the sex in the city sequel Close. <laughs> and uh it's actually really good it's sort of um a basic ipa sort of like a green street lager is a basic yeah, it's green state you is it yes jesus christ <laughs> no it's good it's like a, a good ipa that's not too ipa-ish you seem to be drinking a lot of IPAs and defending them, but, but you defend them by saying they're not too IPA-ish. I know, yeah. Now I just wonder if maybe you don't know what an IPA tastes like. No, I do. It's just, it's not a triple IPA. Or I, I, I avoid the double IPAs and the triple IPA. So you're just drinking an IPA. Right. So it's just, it's normal. I know. 
my god. But it's I don't know what it, maybe I don't like stouts. I don't like dark beers. You should try some maple and coffee in it. <laughs> um, well, I am I'm I'm having a lager. It is not green state. It's it sure. is. I, it's, it is. Well, I decided to switch it up and try a different local lager. Uh, the green see. street lager? No, it's not green. It doesn't exist. And if it does, it's not. It's just, you know what? <laughs> it's This one is called Karsten Premium Lager, but it's by Switchback, which is one of the bigger breweries in uh, Vermont. And it is. Oh, I know Switchback. Yeah. Uh, it is apparently unfiltered, which I don't know that that would make a difference with a lager because it's kind of just, you know, like alcohol water, but you know, it's mm. unfiltered. I'm going to pretend it's classy. Um, was that you or Penny? That's, the, the Penny is behind <laughs> me and just, I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> I really <laughs> was hoping you'd say it was a Penny. <laughs> she's rolling around and making honking noises. I don't know what she's doing. Uh, so we have we have another special co-host. Yeah. Apologies. Um, her, her yeah, her contributions to our television talk will be, you know, she hasn't caught up on all the television shows, but no. her she'll she'll punctuate with some very valuable ideas. She likes to watch Survivor with us. Aww, Aww. that's super sweet. I have friends who like their cats will. They absolutely love watching nature programs. Like they have to oh. periodically put on, you know, like whatever. Now I know that dogs see in like what um, black and white or Gray, monochrome. Yeah. Gray. But what about cats? How do they see? I assume they see everything. In like color? Probably. Hmm. They're super predators. Yeah. They can see in the dark. <laughs> yeah, they see. I think they. They do see color. I think I I believe that they're they're not great with like super up close. Oh, they're nearsighted. That makes sense. Yeah, they're kind of yeah, they're kind of because that's not what, right with the whole being, you know, super predators. They yeah, which actually sounds creepy. Um, but they, <laughs> you know, like their their eyes are designed to see things from very far away, and and you know from yeah, like small movements at a distance or whatever. Yeah, right. So I, when I hold a treat out to my cat, she's like sniffing around my whole hand trying to find it, and I'm like, "It's right there. Just <laughs> look at it. You have two eyeballs." Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's oh. because of that. Yeah. They're this. It's like their eyes were like, "We're going to be good at this one thing. This you can't have both." Yeah. So <laughs> we're just going to yeah. maximize this. But they're like, at least we can see in color. Dogs can't even do that. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Um, well, today we've got a, well, I thought we were basically only coming here to talk about succession and then we, uh, came up with an itinerary, no thanks to Dan, that is rather packed. So I don't know. What we'll actually get to. Well, yeah, what we'll actually get to. So, you know, but we're, we're definitely going to start by finding out if the aliens were real on invasion. They were, I mean, kind of, I mean, they were real. Okay, what do you mean, kind of? <laughs> it was a weird show, and then that there was all this build-up toward, like, there was, you know, you feel like, you know, the alien movies, you know, there's going to be a big showdown at the end, and they're going to kill the aliens. And in the ninth episode, there was sort of like a minor showdown, and then they shot 
bunch of nuclear missiles at an alien ship in the sky, in space. And then that was the brain of the alien, I guess. And then all the aliens died, right? So that was the ninth episode. And then the 10th episode, you're like, okay, well, what, what's left? The aliens are dead. And everybody celebrates. And it for really, it, I think it's like a 55-minute show. For like 45 minutes, everybody, the, the four main characters, the stories, they're just kind of moping around. And like, well, what's going to happen next? And we don't know. And then like, really nothing happens. And then in the last minute uh, or two, they find out that the aliens are terraforming. And then we see sort of in the distance, an alien ship. So I guess they're coming back. So, so that's like the setup for season two. Yes. And the whole episode was kind of a setup for season two. It was a very slow. Why were they moping? They won. Shouldn't they have been happy? Well, these particular characters didn't have a lot to be happy about. Like, one of them was dead. What? <laughs> so that one probably wasn't moping specifically. No, but he did He did wake up in a dreamscape or whatever that's worth. And then, was, yeah, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, like heaven or, or a dreamscape? A dreamscape, yeah. And then in that dreamscape, he got a compass from another character in Japan we had never met before. And then his compass went kind of crazy. And then the, the four main stories at the end of the episode, all four are just sort of staring at the sky with like shocked looks on their faces. But it takes like eight or nine minutes to do that because it just keeps going to these four people staring at the sky like, oh my God. <laughs> and then it ends. It's like the most anticlimactic finale I've ever seen. I can't be, I would almost be more impressed if it was a limited series. And so they're like, they're not setting up a second season. It's just like, yeah, by the way, the aliens are back. (laughs) So, I mean, do you recommend the show? Did you like it? Mm, I didn't not like it. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. And I'm going to continue watching it because I'm kind of curious, but it's a mess. It's uh oh, it's Simon Kinberg. He's behind it, and I know that guy's yeah a lot of masses, right? Yeah, probably an X Men or something. I think so. Yes. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> probably an X Men. <laughs> yeah. All right. Did wait? I know oh, we didn't have it the on Martian. The list. No, he produced the Martian. Um, I know we didn't have it on the list, but real fast because we're talking about Apple Plus. Did you get to the Doctor Brain finale? Yes. Did you? Yes. What I did you think? It. You did. I, I loved it. I mean, it was, but it was the same thing where it's like you kind of there's a dreamscape sort of, and like, yeah. and then you get to the end, and there's like a twist ending sort of. I'm like, I can't tell if it's setting up another season or if it's just sort of like the like dun dun dun, yeah. you know, like because a guy that you thought like just a guy is back that shouldn't right. be back. Um. And I can't tell if he's a mental projection or what. Uh, but anyway, don't sink your brains with other brains. Is the message <laughs> true? Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was. It was a really weird show. Ending. Yeah, and again, the ending I did like, but again, I thought if it were an American show, I would have hated it. And I don't think it just wouldn't work. It wouldn't have worked. No. Um, however, I 
really I did want him to use more of his cat powers. <laughs> his cat like Oh I know, yeah. <laughs> um sorry, I just wanted to to, to check well, in I, on that. Well I, since you did I just also wanted to mention that show that Dan suggested we watch Creamery, which is like um it's another why the last man sort of show, only sort of comedic. Yeah. And it's on and, Hulu now. Right. And it's really kind of the same premise all the men die and then at the end of the first episode a man shows up and they're like oh my god and but there's like a cult thing going on with all the women and there's a lottery to use the semen from um sperm banks oh yeah i mean it's an interest it's a it's a very simple premise that can be spun out in a lot of different yeah. ways which i think it's interesting like they're focusing on different elements of it whereas like you know, the TV show of why the last man got very involved in the politics of it and the yeah, comic book. Got very, yeah. Um, so that makes sense. I'm going to watch it and see where it goes, but I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm not loving it. Where was he? Well, um, until Dustin screwed up my flow with that, uh, we were talking about Sorry. finale. No, <laughs> I got, I'm struggling. I'm just scrambling for, uh, for segues. I gotta, I gotta do a Dan here. Yeah. So, we, we never appreciated Dan. Never. <laughs> well, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll be, we'll be thanking him when he comes back. What if he never comes back? Oh no. Heaven for a friend. He'll be stuck with me. Uh, okay. Well, after talking about the invasion finale and, you know, Dr. Brain finale and, and finales other than the show that Dustin added, um, Let's move on to first episodes of new shows. Uh, and the first one we got to talk about, because everyone's talking about it, even though it was the last thing we added to our list because we totally forgot about it, is the Sex in the City sequel premiere, which is, and I will, I had to write it down because I will never get the title right, and just like that. <laughs> but Kalina has to explain why it's called that. <laughs> she has to explain all of it because yes. I did not watch it. <laughs> Oh, you didn't? No. Oh, my gosh. Um, What happened? So, I know there's going to be, spoiler alert, um, in case uh, someone doesn't read the notes. So, the revival is, is, it's it's about 10 or so years down the line from where the last movie, which was also about over a decade ago. Happen and so now the you know the crew, um, sans Samantha, i.e. the best character, um, they're all they're in their fifties now, so kind of a different phase of life, um, which is, you know, I, I feel like a lot of viewers, including myself, kind of expected it to be the the kind of similar tone as far as the original show, it being a revival after all with it being yeah. kind of focused on friendship and, um, you know, and just kind of love, life, etc. And instead, what we get is this horribly clumsy, god-awful just meditation. The, the theme of the show is basically, look at these women who are no longer with it, you know, Miranda now, she's no longer a, a, a corporate lawyer. She's going back to school to be a, um, she's going to get her master's in 
humanitarian law, something like that. What? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's a thing. Some, I may be screwing it up. Um, it doesn't matter. She wants to. She basically she quit being a corporate person because she, as she explains it, I shit you not, <laughs> to <laughs> the the black professor whom she does not realize is the professor at first. Oh no. Oh. Oh yes. Yes, um, very long, horribly rambly thing about like, oh, I didn't know you, professor. Why would that be? Oh, cause your braids. I mean, they're so pretty, but the I'm not oh. racist. Oh, it God. is you. You can't even imagine if you have not seen it for yourself. But it was I myself and and legions of people on Twitter all just simultaneously died. And <laughs> and then and and Charlotte is now a um she's an overbearing mother who for whatever reason insists that her younger daughter who's clearly like a converse and jeans kind of gal like <laughs> strong arms her into wearing like designer dresses uh. and 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 then so, and you have Carrie, right? Who's now, you know, she made her bread and butter from being a columnist um, for, I can't remember what outfit, something like the Village Voice back in the day, something like that. And um, and now she's a, she's on a podcast, which I'm like, <laughs> of course, I mean, <laughs> anyway. not everyone's doing podcasts. <laughs> What's hilarious about it? <laughs> yes. And what I find funny is that's like her job now. I mean, she's married to a rich dude, so it doesn't you do you boo. If I could just be on podcasts all day long, <laughs> I would. But so it, but what I find terrible is like is like, you know, she went to this podcast gig and then Miranda is just because it's another thing the show insists on doing is is Insist, you know, they're no longer with it, and they demonstrated by having them say things like, you know, Miranda's like, oh, she's like, why would I ever listen to a podcast? I'm like, what? <laughs> Podcasts have been around for ages now. You are the exact audience to listen to podcasts, actually. Yes. Um, how will you learn about true crimes? <laughs> right. How will you protect yourself and your loved ones? Um, and just a lot of weird, I don't, I, I'm kind of curious who's in the writing room because I'm just like, there's so much weirdness, like the insistence on being unhip. The other scene that um, I really commented on online was there's, so um, Carrie's boss on the podcast is, um, is named uh, Che, Che Diaz, I believe the name oh, is. And, yeah. um, and they are played by Sarah Ramirez. Um, so, right. So it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, so yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, um, so they're Carrie's boss on this podcast and this podcast will be like, it's kind of like sexy podcast where, uh, uh, Che is the, uh, they're, they're non-binary. Um, and you know, so they're kind of the non-binary queer perspective. And then there's a cishet male who is the resident fucking ding dong. And then there's <laughs> Carrie. And, and at one point, Carrie, they try to like bring up a conversation about this is changed. She's like, you know, about like, Oh, you ever masturbated in public go. And Carrie's just like, uh, <laughs> like unprepared to talk about it. And then later 
so again, you have this character who's supposed to be this kind of, you know, representational sort of figure. And then we give, they get an elevator and basically boss is like, so Carrie, I need you to step it up, be sexy, be open. And Carrie's like, mm, I'm not comfortable with that. And Che proceeds to say, this line destroyed me. They say, I need you to step your pussy up. Oh, God. And and I'm like, what a weird fucking thing for just a character. Like, no one would say that ever. I I don't see that anyway. I feel like just someone was just like, this sounds great. And they put it to paper and they left it there. And this is meanwhile hitting in the elevator. This is another thing that blew my mind is, is, is they, to demonstrate the coolness of this individual Che proceeds to pull out, on the elevator ride, mind you, proceeds to pull out a pipe, like, with weed, and lights it, and is like, want to hit? And I'm like, first off, who's carrying a pipe in their pocket when vapes are a thing? Yeah, like, vape. You would just vape it. Like, why would you... It blew, and I was like, you know what? The only thing I think of is that I imagine somebody in the writer was like, "Hey, it would probably be really natural for you know for for them to pull out a vape," and then somebody else, I bet twenty dollars, somebody chimed in and was like, "Oh, but a bunch of our audience won't realize that's weed that they're smoking, so let's just make it obvious, but very clumsy, yeah, <laughs> and just have it be like a pipe." I, I just wanted to ask a quick question about the tone. Like, are we supposed to laugh at how un- unhip they are or sympathize with how, with how unhip they are? I think we're supposed to laugh. Okay. But it's it's just incredibly cringy because, again, they're in their 50s right. in the middle of New York. Like, they're not entirely. But it sounds like the people that are supposed to be hip are not hip either. <laughs> yes and and that's and that's what's so weird about the show is is the you know the sex in the city was this series about you know whatever faults it had um which there's certainly criticism you know legit criticism out there but like these were really cool chicks and and you know and and that was the the whole thing of it and now kind of having them like like it's 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 not like we're like spiritual spiritually near death yet but i'm still like why are we just completely like like we're not aware of concepts like white saviorism and 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 we're just oh and then and then and all of that just kind of i was like i am just in complete i'm just shaking my head and then that ending happens what? Uh, please tell us what happens in the yeah, end. Yeah, what happens in yeah? Um, so towards the end, it's a whole thing where there is a peloton involved. There <laughs> is, in fact, a peloton involved, which I, I should have realized because the mention of the peloton comes up a few times. He just really enjoys his peloton, and the joke between them, um, them being Carrie and Big, her husband, um is that he's having like an affair with the uh, the instructor lady on the TV screen and on the Peloton, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking like there's gonna, I, I, knew, I heard there was something kind of shocking at the end and I'm thinking, okay, Carrie is out with her friends seeing Charlotte's daughter do a piano recital. And 
So, and I'm like, okay, is the shocking thing going to be like, she's going to come, because there's a whole thing about masturbation earlier in the episode. So I was like, oh, is she going to come home and find him masturbating to his virtual bike instructor? (laughs) 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 Right. And and yet what really happened made me even crazier because (laughs) that is not what in fact happens. What happens is as, um, as Charlotte's uh, young daughter is expertly playing uh like one of beethoven's big sonata something like that one of those crazy heart songs as as this song is going on we're cutting back and forth to big being on this peloton bike and getting his ass kicked because that's what they do it's a it's a three thousand dollar ass kicker and it's going back and forth between this this ever-increasing piano piece and him sweating and huffing and puffing on this bike and that's when I start to realize wait are we about to have a medical incident (laughs) and sure goddamn enough the man gets off of his peloton heads to their exquisite shower and he starts doing the arm thing which if anybody has ever watched anything involving cardiac arrest you know that the second a character grabs their mm-hmm. arm it's game over buddy oh. Norm. Norm. that's exactly <laughs> right and and so he falls out and it's like holy shit they won't do this right surely not especially because as i was watching chris Hoff is he's the one who's having like the most fun as far as in in the role, like I was like, wow, look at him being so lighthearted and lovely. Maybe now, it's like Harrison Ford in Star Wars. He's just like happy to get out. Finally. That is exactly yeah. what <laughs> kill me off. That's exactly what happened. I swear <laughs> to Christ. Because so what made everyone go into a tizzy was that Carrie comes home because they're planning on driving to the Hamptons and shit like rich people do, and she walks in to their exquisite shower. <laughs> And finds him laying on the ground and like he's blinking. So she comes home and he's still, oh, he's still alive. alive. Yes. Oh. So, and she's standing there just staring at him and it's registering that he's having his, and he's just blinking at her. <laughs> and she's staring at him. He's blinking at her. And at this point, every viewer at home is screaming, bitch, call 911. Yeah. <laughs> And she runs crying to him and she's holding him and she's calling his name and kissing him and her shoes, her incredibly expensive shoes that are a callback from the first movie are getting ruined in the shower. And oh no. <laughs> that is literally, it's posed like it's the same like amount of tragedy. That's poor. Oh my God. Get off the shoes. Wait, the husband dies too? Yeah, so she, yes, so she ends up, like, instead of doing CPR or grabbing the phone that's in arm's reach, she just kisses him and is crying. And then a few beats later, as as the series comes to an end, and this is the only reason I have been able to remember this weird name that they the weird title of this show is because that final that last line in the episode is carrie going and just like that big died 
Oh my god! And the goddamn <laughs> credits roll, and I'm like, I too have died <laughs> because I watched this thing expecting something fluffy and cute, and instead, oh god! And then the second episode starts off right from there. It's her giving the phone call. They wheel the body out. I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ! And the whole episode's about the funeral, and I'm like, what is this? Like, oh yeah, it's, 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 it was, it was a lie. It was, it was weird because it was, it was both upsetting because of you're watching Chris not just die. Right. And needlessly right. probably. <laughs> but, but also it's just like, how did, how did the folks running the show get so much of it so spectacularly wrong? Yeah. Because there's there's so much more, but yeah, that's that's the those are my biggest complaints. But is this also their way of kind of going like, uh, Sex and the City only worked because it was like Carrie dating, and is this their way of making it so that she dates again? Oh uh, possibly. Like she could have navigated a divorce. <laughs> right, like that's the whole thing. Like she didn't. Yeah, they could have just... divorced. She'd still end up back with Egg again because she always did. Yeah, I know. I mean, it could have, yeah. but it, it could at least he'd be alive. My God, I was like, is this, is this at present? Is it post-pandemic? No, that's another thing. It is totally pandemic. They acknowledge the pandemic. You never see a oh. mask. So we're not going to see like oh. a, a flash forward. No, no, it okay. is, it is, it is now, and it's it not is going to be like a year later, and now she's dating. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. I mean, maybe they might in the future episode because um, there's only been the two that's been released thus far. Well, can you tell based on the arc, is this going to be a show about people coming, the characters coming to terms with how unhip they are or are they, is it going to be a, them sort of like evolving and becoming hip? Um. I, I feel as though hipness is completely out of reach. Yeah. Um, but, but within the context of the show, right. they think that they're, I don't know how <laughs> you might characterize that. I, yeah, I do think that there's going to, there is going to be like a change arc. And I think that's where I think Carrie's story, I think is going to really revolve around navigating grief. Um, Miranda. Which is exactly why you watch Sex and the City. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. I want to see um, uh, wild ass clothing choices and <laughs> crying, screaming ladies. Um, yeah. And I think Miranda is. I th think I'm kind of confused where they're going to put her story at because it seems like they're kind of advertising there may be an alcoholism thing happening. Oh, oh, I thought from the trailers that she was going to come out. Okay, and that's another thing I'm curious about, too, because, yes, because she does meet <laughs> Che, and there's a vibe, oh. but she's oh. still very much with Steve. And Steve is amazing, still, right? He was amazing, right? I, I still very much like Steve. Bless okay, his heart. Okay. He's like... Been a while, so I don't, I don't remember, but I loved Steve for a while, at least. I, I too, like Steve, even though... I mean, I still think she was kind of crazy to leave Blair Underwood for him. Um, oh, well, but, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's but that's a whole other matter. Yeah. But, um, yeah, she's still with Steve, and they still seem to be very much in love. So that's where I'm kind of like, but they're also going to do this other. Which, which certainly isn't out of, it's certainly a thing that happens where you can have two people that fall in love, that are in love, 
that love one another, I should say. And then they come to the realization though, that, you know, one of them like wants to explore more. Cause I guess, um, I guess in the past Miranda has had, I heard that she had relationships with women. A lot of my memory is really fuzzy on that. Oh yeah. I don't, um, I don't um, remember anything. I remember the second movie there was, there was, there was a desert. Is that right? Yes. yes. <laughs> They're in oh, Abu Dhabi. Oh my God. Really? Okay. I watched it and I don't, it was really bad, right? It was, one. yes. But the first one wasn't that bad, but it was kind of bad. Is that right? I've seen them all and I just have no memory. <laughs> yeah, the the first movies, I, I, I still think the first movie is kind of entertaining. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's my recollection. Yeah, like it's 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 fun. It's you know that's it's still very much like fashion heartbreak drama, but like everything's fine at the end and the power of friendship. Woo! And then the second movie is a hot, hot, hot mess. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, offensively so. Okay, wait, but I have to ask, what happened to Samantha? Do they explain or oh. is she just gone? No, do they address they, it at all? They do address it, yes. Okay. Um, I'm The one thing I'm glad about is that they didn't kill her off. Okay. Um, which I was very pleased by because I feel like that's kind of, it's just kind of a, it's kind of a cheap way to, to write somebody off. I feel like if they knew they were going to kill off Big, they couldn't have killed off Samantha and Big. Like, you, you had, <laughs> they had to pick one. That, yeah, I, yes, I agree completely. Um, so the explanation is that um, Samantha had a falling out with Carrie. Um, oh, Carrie, Carrie ended up, um, cause you know how, uh, I don't know if you recall, but Samantha was a PR for, she's a publicist. Right. And, um, and she was Carrie's publicist for a long time, but Carrie decided to move on and get different representation. Oh, um, and oh. Samantha was just, she was, it, it just put a whole, it's a huge rift in their friendship. Um, and including, you know, how friend, friend groups go, which is the one thing I did find kind of, I was like, okay, this feels kind of true to life. Like this actually happens where a friend group can get fractured because, you know, of a major disagreement between two people. So right. Samantha, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Samantha now lives in London because she just got that far away from New York. Wow. Yes. But it sounds to me like Carrie should have kept her as her publicist because now she's doing podcasts about. All right, there's nothing wrong with podcasts. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, yeah, but read this the particular podcast about doing something with her vagina. But I don't understand. Wasn't she super open in her columns? Like, she I don't was, remember. Yeah, that was yeah, like the whole like, thing. Yeah. So why would this be like? I think that's where I don't get it. Is like, I, and this maybe this is. I need to watch it. But the impression I'm getting is that there's some sort of like um, the, the idea of like coping with middle age and, and not being in the place that you wanted to be or whatever. And so there was something about like where the show began and they were like, even if they it wasn't a we perceived them as hip or they, you know, but it was essentially just women who kind of were, were struggling in some areas, but ultimately like knew who they were and were having a blast. And it was empowering to watch. Yes. And this is, and and I feel like I wish that vibe could carry into, not a pun, uh, into this this future setting for them because we have a hard enough time with women who are, you know, portrayed as being, you know, in their 50s and their 60s, you know, having A, good roles for actresses in that age. Um, 
but these kind of like positive representations where it's, you know, it's not just, and now that you're, you know, <laughs> on the downside of middle age, you're, you know, you're unhappy. Yeah. Everything's going wrong. Like, why can't they still be in good places? <laughs> I know that would not be dramatic tension, but yeah, no, I think you completely nailed why the show itself is so disappointing because right. Because I kind of was kind of hungry to see, you know, there's so much programming that is just, you know, it, it, it that revolves around like 20 something girls. Now there's anything wrong with 20 something girls, right. not that 20 something girls, they should have programming 100% but like it's also it would also be really nice to see like grown grown folks who you know they they have their life together and their shit together but just but having your your shit together doesn't automatically mean everything's fine and great which I think which is where I think the drama could come from right like you can still have big die and have her deal with you know becoming a widow but like yeah there's still all of them just seem like they're going through these massive, or I guess maybe not Charlotte, but just kind of not being who they thought they would want to be. Yes. I think that's a, yeah, I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. There's still that kind of like, where am I going? What, you know, is this a right fit? Like, you know, et cetera, you know, again, Miranda's trying to, you know, she's trying to change up her, Use her her legal powers for good, essentially. As she says, she was inspired by watching, I'm not joking, by seeing the footage of all of those attorneys in front of the airports back in, was that in 2016, 17, when fucking 45 had his, the the Muslim ban. Yeah. That's what it was. And all the lawyers were out there and she was like, I saw them on TV and I was so inspired. Oh my god! <laughs> I think Charlotte, it's just going to be like thinking she was the perfect mom and realizing that like maybe she's not. Oh, and it's so bad. Yeah, Charlotte's the absolute. I was by episode two. I was like, I actually want to throttle you. I actually <laughs> want. <laughs> and look, I'm not saying like I think there is disillusionment is a very real thing. And that's, and I'm like, I'm not trying to, maybe this show will ultimately land in like that kind of, you know, realistic place. But I think realism wasn't always what people tuned to sex in the city for. And I think that there's something like there would have, there's an opportunity here to, to continue with these, you know, women who were not perfect, but certainly knew what they wanted and were going for it or were, or knew how to find out what they wanted. Um, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it's sounding a little, yeah, I guess just a, a missed opportunity. Yes. Jane, Fon- Jane Fonda can't be the only, you know, older actress who's, who, who portrays women who always get exactly what they want. Like she can't hold down the entire genre. Yes, exactly. More, just, I want Jane- more grown people representation. Damn it. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, it's starting to sound like it's like they took the writers from girls and gave them a middle-aged <laughs> consultant. <laughs> that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> like, write Sex in the City and we'll give you, like, we'll just have somebody who's in their 50s proof all of the scripts <laughs> to make sure that it, like, you know, you get the details right. Just have Miranda walk around, you know, naked and walking around on all fours. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Honestly, if they if they had turned it into girls, that would be hilarious. Spectacular. Wow. Bring Adam be... Driver, make it happen. Yes. <laughs> um okay, well, so that's the the big new show that we want to talk about. But uh there are two other ones we wanted to give just a quick shout out to. because uh, they both started in the past week and they're both very entertaining. Uh, one of them is also on HBO. Uh, it's a, I think it's a co-production or an acquisition from the UK. It's called Landscapers. And it stars David Thewlis and Olivia Coleman. Um, do you guys want to explain the premise? I do not. I am not the... <laughs> All right. I'm the uh, you're the color commentator. I'm the, uh, the guy that just throws right. in. So... so the, so briefly, it is uh, based on a true story, uh, and it is about a couple who, I think it takes place in 2014. Mm-hmm. Right about that. Yeah. And basically, uh, this this couple, played by uh, Thulis and, and Coleman, uh, are living in Paris, and they are running out of money. And David Thulis calls his stepmother... Uh, asking for money and reveals that the reason they have left uh, the UK is because of some legal troubles. And you don't hear what he says, but next thing you know, the cops are digging up a garden in a residential area. It turns out the house formerly was owned by Olivia Coleman's character's parents, and their bodies are buried in the back garden. Uh, and that was apparently where David Thewlis's character buried them. And you don't know exactly what happened other than that the parents were shot. The cops start, uh, clearly the stepmother reached out to the cops. The cops then uh, managed to get in contact with David Thewlis. And they send a bunch of very polite emails back and forth to each other (laughs) about whether or not not David Thewlis and and his wife will, will come back to the UK for questioning. Uh, and as they're running out of money and he doesn't speak French very well, so he's having a hard time getting a job, they eventually just decide that they're not guilty of anything and they're going to take their chances. And so they get the cops to buy them a train ticket (laughs) so they can go home and are immediately apprehended at the train station. Um, so what I'm finding it very entertaining. There's some stylistic things. Basically, Olivia Coleman's character is very delusional, and so she's, she tends to view things as movies, um, which becomes kind of an interesting bit because David Thewlis is like her hero in a lot of her fantasies, um, which is just charming. Uh, and they're, they're very sympathetic, uh, which is at odds with the fact that somehow uh, an elderly couple got buried in a garden with bullets in their chests. So I think the tension of the show is, is just finding out whether they really had anything or how much they had to do with it. Cause it's very clear that they, they buried the bodies, whether they shot them or not. Uh, they seem to be claiming innocence. Um, I certainly want to believe them because I love them. <laughs> I just, I do. I don't think I, you know, they'll find out they'll turn into raving murderers and I'll still be like, I don't, your guys are fine. You didn't do anything. I don't believe it. Uh, it's just, you know, biased media. So, uh, I don't know. So that's they love weird. each other so much. They love each other. Yeah. That's the thing. Like the husband, like the husband just is trying to take care of the wife and won't leave her alone. And so he goes back with her. They're both trying to cover for each other, but you don't really know what they're covering up. Um, they both just seem completely harmless. So I'm sure it's all a big misunderstanding. 
It's just, you know, it happens. Yeah. Well, you come yeah. across a couple of dead bodies, you bury sure. them, yeah. you go to France. It's yeah. just, As one does. You know, it all gets out of control. It's just got out of hand. Um, <laughs> so anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. And that just started. Uh, I think the second episode airs tonight. We're recording on Monday. So the second episode should be uh, on right now. Um, did I miss anything? No, nothing. You covered it. No, yeah, you covered it pretty well. Um, All right. Um, so we may check in on that later as the season goes on when we find out, you know, just how guilty just or four episodes. Yes. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just a quickie little. It's very. It's very British, like that. Yeah, <laughs> just a mini season. It's just a little. It's a little thing. It's a, it's just a taste. Um, and then the other show that started is called Abbott Elementary. Yes. You want to tell us it's about just, it? Yeah, it's a network sitcom, which you're all. I'm always like skeptical of, but this one uh, comes from uh, Randall Einhorn, who was the cinematographer on The Office, and this is a mockumentary. And the, Randall Einhorn, I don't know that a lot of people know that he's sort of like responsible for the whole look and feel of the office and he brings that sort of same look and feel to uh, abbott elementary which is um about uh teachers and in an inner city uh school but it's like a comedy and then dealing with things and it's got tyler james williams and it's written by uh, patrick schumacher and justin halpern who we love from harley quinn yes Yes, and also Cougar Town back in the day. And uh, Justin Halpern is also the shit my guy, uh, my dad says guy. Anyway, it's uh, really good. That for, I mean, there's only one episode of the pilot, and it's just really, it's good. I was surprised by how good it was, and I don't know why there. There's a few shows that are coming, like a, a few sitcoms that are coming out, like last week and this week that they're just sort of like releasing an episode and then coming back after the break oh they did that it's weird. they're doing last it with year, mr Lear there... also yeah but i think like two other sitcoms are doing. i don't understand that strategy but well it's, it's a teaser for the mid-season premiere they want to get you on the hook just in time for you to forget it over the holidays yeah um anyway i'm totally into abbott elementary and uh, uh, Ty, uh tyler james williams is fantastic he's always been fantastic he was um and um everybody hates chris yes and then also the walking dead of course um everybody remembers him, mostly from the walking dead right what season <laughs> i stopped in like season three yeah i don't think you made it that far <laughs> oh my god we um what channel what network is it on God, I don't, on Hulu. That's what, that's yeah, what it's, it's on Hulu. It's on, yeah. Oh my God, and are I we don't... officially at the stage where it's I only remember the streamers, not the network? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. What streamer does the network shows go on? I don't know what network. Uh, it's on CBS. Uh, ABC, it's on ABC. <laughs> yeah, ABC, and then next day Hulu. Awesome. So there are new shows for people to catch up on? Yes. Um. All right, now we got to... I'm just going to move us along. We got to do it. All right. So no, well quickly, uh, Hawkeye, because we haven't checked in in a while. We've we're four episodes in and the big news on last week's Hawkeye was that, uh, Florence Pugh showed up at the end. Kalina, do you do the Marvel shows? 
Oh, yes, I do very much enjoy. Um, I enjoy the Marvel stuff, yes. The stuff. I know, <laughs> calling them shows is a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, is that and, reductive? And, oh, no, I just... No, is it too I, much I was, credit? No, it's it more too like... Much credit. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to encapsulate all of the Marvelness. Oh, I see, although, yes. Although I will say, I, be, I would kind of... I, I am a little... Um, what's the word before? I feel like there's been a, a huge inundation like there's been an insane amount of releases this year and i'm kind of like nah. it's a it's a bit like dating someone and then seeing each other a little too much like it's kind of like oh i wouldn't mind a, it's called a marriage <laughs> <laughs> it is weird because like we got used to marvel when it was just the movies and yeah, yeah maybe they would have like two movies a year but it was fine it was like a big tech tentpole you could get excited and then you waited and i don't like I think it's the shows have been nice because there's been a lull in the movies, but on the other hand, it's like oh, a lot of shows and it's every week. And the you, it's novelty like, is completely worn out, so it's just like, is this show good or not? Right. Yeah. Because yeah. the movies were, you know, that was like an annual event, and it right. kind of didn't matter if they were good or not because it was just two hours, and you, you know, you got the information that you needed for the next thing. Right. So now it's and and, and now I feel like like now like this year there's like what spider-man is going to be uh the third marvel movie of the year well yeah if you well black widow spider-man black widow eternals and it's shang chi yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Is that it? i thought there was another one was there well venom i guess doesn't really count mm. um no i thought there was something earlier than black widow no, Black Widow. Remember, they were keeping. Yeah, I mean, Black Widow was super delayed, but okay. Yeah, I can't. Okay, okay. What? Yeah, fine. Okay. That was like the movie that was supposed to come out, and then it was supposed to come out. Yeah, it was really delayed by like two years, something like crazy. But yeah, and the movie and the shows have been very good. I loved, I loved, loved, loved WandaVision. Um, I thought Falcon Winter Soldier was was good. Oh yeah, yeah. The end was a little, it was a little fumbly. Yeah, but I, I think ninety percent of it is an excellent yes. show. Right. Um, and then, and it, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier, and then so the, by the time, like, I haven't even seen What If. I, I was just no, kind of like, only totally seen it. That's I'll the be... only person in the world that's seen it. <laughs> <laughs> right. I think in the line of duty, she watched it. Yeah. Right. I, Everybody I, else was we, like, "This is a good time to take a break, it, a nice no, it, break." It paid off. The end was very interesting. Oh, right? does it pay it's, off? It's going to yeah. inform the rest of the universe, right? And we're well, all I, well I don't know if it will or not, but it was it was almost like a little cheat sheet for how uh, a multiversal um, kerfuffle could go down. It was very interesting. And, mm. and the Watcher had to get involved. And basically, an ultra, there was one universe where Ultron got the Infinity Gems, and he figured out how to cross into other multiverses and so heroes from a bunch of the previous episodes that you had seen that all took place in their own universes uh the watcher had to go and collect all of those heroes and um get hmm. them to to fight ultron but it was awesome because it was like alternate versions so there was like the captain carter so if 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 sharon carter became not sure um peggy carter became captain america right. so it's her and then there was a uh t'challa that became uh star lord 
Like oh, if he'd yeah. gotten kidnapped rather than becoming Black Panther, if he'd gotten ki- kidnapped by the Reavers. And so he is a much better guardian of the galaxy than the Peter Reavers. Quilliver. The Reavers were the... Firefly, right? Yeah. No, no, but the Reavers, no, the Ravagers. Yeah. What are they called? Yes, the Ravagers, yes, whatever right. they were called. Yeah. yeah, the, you know. And then, yeah, the Reavers, okay, that would have been funnier. Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> and there's like a Killmonger. I don't know. There's a bunch of them. It was great. Anyway. But it's still a cartoon, right? It was still a cartoon. Shut yeah, up. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Drunk. There was a great party Thor. Uh, anyway. So An what animated I, party Thor? Yeah, it was animated party yeah, Shut yeah. up. Shh. <laughs> um, was Chris Hemsworth even the voice? Yes. Most of no, them were the voices. Oh, yes. All right. It was, I, it was, I mean, that was why it was Chadwick Boseman's like last <laughs> Marvel performance. Like he oh. voiced all of, all of the T'Challa appearances. But Chris Evans didn't come back. Right? No, right. he he didn't. Okay. He was one of the big ones that didn't. Um and like, you know, what's his name? Uh Robert uh, Downey Jr. Right, Robert Downey Jr. didn't. What's his name? What's that what's that you know Iron Man actor on the planet? Oh my god. Look, yeah, Doctor Doolittle. <laughs> Heard of him? <laughs> um, I liked Loki. I enjoyed Loki yeah, a lot. Oh yeah, Loki. Um, that's right. I knew I was forgetting one. Yeah, Loki. Loki was that was a slow burn for me at first. Yeah. I wasn't sure, and then, and then I was by halfway through. I was all in. Yeah, yeah. It was funny. It was kind of the inverse of of WandaVision. Like WandaVision, I was super into, and then it was like. It was great when it was weird and different, and then it kind of got pulled back into the Marvel thing, mm-hmm. and then I felt like Loki was the opposite. It took a while to get going, but once it did, it was like, cool, I'm in, got it. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm enjoying Loki. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying Hawkeye. I think it's it's fun. I think it's nice to have just like the half hour, kind of back to the WandaVision, like short episode, yeah. just enjoy it, uh, comedy kind of thing. Haley Seinfeld is so good. She's so good. Um, and I don't mind, uh, Jeremy Renner as much. Like, I think he's, yeah. he's, this has been nice. It's weird. Cause I watch mayor of Kingston too. So going back and forth, is really bizarre. Oh, I bet. Jarring. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Completely different shows. But yeah. So anyway, the point is Yelena Belova finally showed up. If you watch the end of Black Widow, the the end credit scene, you know that uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus's character uh, came to her and told her that Clinton Barton killed uh, Natasha. So she is, we knew she would probably, she would show up in Hawkeye hunting him down and she has just shown up and it seems like she either got in the way or maybe is partnered with, uh, with Maya, who's Echo. So I don't, quite know what's going on but it is, uh, and, and, and echo is getting her own show too at some point is that uh right? yes okay i believe because yeah. everybody needs their own show mm-hmm. yeah. I, yeah, but I, I mean echo's great i love her but right i don't know um yeah so we'll see you know it's going to be a very busy last two episodes i i feel like that but mostly i it, it, the important thing is that Clint gets back home for Christmas. I'm very invested in that. Also, yeah, me I too. It's like, come on, the kids are like dying. Yeah, got to go home. <laughs> I also feel the same way I felt about. Uh, I mean, the only thing that really bought, like, only the only time I was truly like edge of my seat about 
Cowboy Bebop was when I thought they left the dog behind. Oh my they god! Like, they like <laughs> forgot him, and then he finally like shows up randomly in the last scene of the of the finale. And I'm like, oh good, they didn't for like somebody got the dog. Um, <laughs> and I feel that that about Pizza Dog. I'm like, sometimes like it's been a little too long since they've checked in. I'm like, has anyone gone back to walk the dog? Is the dog okay? Does he have enough pizza? Um, That's fair. Yeah, very. <laughs> that is the character arc I care about. So. Um, so Hawkeye, that's happening. Hawkeye! <laughs> okay. Now that that's all out of our system. Succession. Kalina. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. It ended. And it was only nine episodes. And that seems like absolute bullshit. Uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, I'm split down a minute on one hand. Like, part of me is like oh my God, I need more. Like when I, not to jump ahead, but when the screen went to black and the credits rolled, I was just like, no, <laughs> no. I was like, I need more. Um, <laughs> and yet on the other hand, I, I do so appreciate economy of storytelling and keeping, you know, keeping a season tight like that yeah. instead of, I was actually, I actually double checked multiple times. I was like nine episodes. Are you sure? Are you sure nine episodes? Because that's, right. that's unusual for, um, unless you're British, uh, that's unusual <laughs> for the average HBO drama. Generally, they they hit 10 episodes or a little more. Right. So, yeah, it was, it was I, I think yeah, they got like, really tight. And I, I think yeah, too they were like It was like they decided how many episodes instead of letting the network decide. It's like the story dictates nine episodes. So we're not going to yeah, do 10 just because HBO wants us to. And I can't argue, like, that right. ending, that was the perfect landing for this season. And especially that last shot where oh, all of a sudden it was some, like, psychological horror movie between Tom <laughs> and Shiv. The look on Shiv's face, I was like, oh, damn, like, whatever happens between the next, between the season and the next one, and, like, for her, it's going to be some sort of, like, like, psychodrama where, like, maybe her husband is a killer. Um, I know it's not, but, like, she was giving good scared face. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, just um well, all right, let's back up a little. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right. Hit reverse. Yeah. So Kendall didn't drown. He did not drown as I I knew he was alive. Yeah. And I'm like alive. all of the internet is freaking out and I'm like calm down. and I knew he was alive because I used my incredible powers of deduction <laughs> because the promos for this episode because you know they they very they they very slyly left any reference of Kendall off the promo, but it did show it, there was clearly a wedding happening, right. and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's Caroline's wedding. I'm like, let me tell you something. Bad mother she may be, but she cares about what people right. think about her. And if Caroline were to continue on with her wedding after, after the death of her eldest son, oh yeah, it would look horrible. So I was like, no, no, he's alive. They're just messing with all y'all. I think I, the only thing that gave us pause was that that profile came out at the end. And we were like, oh, is this going to be like a sort of like. No, people, people totally, I mean, that added to it. But I saw like the reactions from the episode. People like thought he was drowning. Here's my problem. And so like, Kalina, you're much smarter than I am. 
because you deduced it from the promo, whereas I'm just an asshole who watched it. And I'm like, what is everyone making a big deal about? Have you never gotten drunk in a pool? Like, he's just like floating and trying to live his life. He's just blowing bubbles. Like we all do that. Right. Um, yeah. No, I also I that's like, that is more, that is normal pool behavior. <laughs> right. Like I'm like, haven't we all been kind of just like played like dead man in, in yeah. the pool? <laughs> like you just, I'm just going to practice drown. Yeah, you're just you just float and you just kind of like, you know, it's fine. Like I yeah, I was just sort of like none of his behavior seems at all worrying. Like that is just vacation. <laughs> yeah, like I I do believe he is he does have he very much has the thoughts of um oh, of yeah. his life, but but I was like it's not going to happen like this. It's not no. going to ha- like this is he is he's going to but people were convinced so convinced. He was I was gone. still surprised when the episode started and they like referenced that he went to the hospital. I was like, "Oh, so I guess it was kind of a thing, but like still." <laughs> <laughs> um so yes. yeah, he either subconsciously or consciously maybe attempted suicide and or just took a nap. I think he just uh, took like a pool nap. Yeah. Again, as you, as one does. And uh, everyone. A pool nap under the water. Look, <laughs> you know, things happen. It's all what the happens, limoncellos. What happens in Tuscany stays in Tuscany. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, he, he starts the episode and he's a little, you know, they, they got to have a little in, intervention. Yes. Which, oh. which turns into the sort of like shit on Connor. Well, that was horrible. Was I so felt hard. so bad. As he's, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, I'm kind of glad we're kind of talking this out a bit. This is good. And then yeah. he's just like, none of you could ever possibly know what it's like to, to, to be passed over as the eldest. And I'm like, huh? And then Connor's like, huh? Yeah, like Connor doesn't count for some reason. Oh, wow. Like, I was just like, you really like, I know you're super depressed and and you're you're already have a mindset that everything's about you. But like, he's right there. Yeah, him, him and his shaking butter knife, which for a second there, I really thought I was like, is Connor really going to finally truly lose it? Yeah, I feel like. This was the episode where more than any other episode, I think, of the three seasons, they finally just, like, took all of the subtext and just made it text. Like, had the character say it. Like, we all know Connor is disregarded. And we all know that pretty much the entire family treats Kendall as if he is the eldest. But, like, having him say it and having Connor have to address it. It's so weird. Like, that has been the subtext of every right. other and interaction, also, you know. My son is running for president, but we're going to ignore that. Right. <laughs> but, you, but you also see it in that last uh, interaction, you know, when they go to try and stop uh, stop the sale, when they go to Logan. Right. Yeah. And, like, well, not, not Connor, but, I mean, just the in terms of, like, the subtext right. finally becoming the – like – when they make their stand and, and Logan gives them the, like, you know, you're all toy soldiers line. Like he's finally just telling them like, you you know, he's always played them. And that's where he, like, he find it's like playtime is over. It's like, I'm not like, you guys are all ridiculous. You, you know, go find your own piles of money. Like you will never, you need to grow up. 
Whereas before he'd always kind of entertained, you know, made them think that, yeah, maybe they, you know, this is the future for them. The entire show has been about him humoring his kids for three seasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I appreciated the way all of those kind of interactions went down mm-hmm. and then God, all this, uh, Tom, Jesus. Oh man. That was, oh, that was just, that was a 100% just Michael and Fredo moments <laughs> right there. Before we get to Tom, I just want to ask, uh, quickly, um, when, uh, Kendall admitted to, uh, Shiv and <gasps> Roman that he had killed also. That guy. Again, finally admitting it. Right. Made but then the way, the way like Roman characterized it, I was like, oh, maybe he didn't kill him after all. I mean, he did take the wheel <laughs> and he did try to save him. But I was like, oh my God. Kendall's yeah. not a bad guy. Except that, except that Roman also turned around and was like, I mean, which of us haven't like, you know, kind of hit somebody with our Porsche? <laughs> Who hasn't and, like, clipped a kid with their Porsche? Right, exactly. <laughs> like rich people really are just mm, yeah, mm. totally different. I love that scene because I I like, and again I love the writing in Succession. The way it like Roman is true to himself no matter what. Like he is emotionally incapable. Oh, I love it. Yeah, and he's but he still tries, and so the only way he cannot not make a joke of it. And you see Kendall being like, "This isn't the time," but also <laughs> laughing because like he knows his brother. Yeah. Yes, I I think that's that's. The big reason why this this episode is possibly my favorite episode in the entire series because this is the first time that we really we got to see like we we know that they that deep down they love each other yeah. but this is the first time that I think we've really really actually seen it in action right. like from even when Connor confronts Kendall at the um at the lunch slash intervention. Like he ends it with, he closes it by saying, I love you jerks. Yeah. Like, like he's like, I love you, but you drive me, you know, but you, you don't give me the freaking respect I deserve. And which is all true, but like he's, he's pissed at them, but he still loves them, which is what, how so many sibling relationships are where you can love someone with your whole heart, but you still like, they make you absolutely nuts. And then you get this amazing scene, this, this, old world painting of 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 Kendall on the ground and just finally he he just lets out this the biggest secret of his life and and his siblings their first reaction is to just rally around him but in their sick kind of way because I mean Roman just he's like he's like what's the lie he says uh well, I had to wait three quarters of an hour for a gin and tonic. Yeah, so who's the real, real victim, victim here? <laughs> and and you know, and he keeps, and and Kendall's just like, please stop. But also, yeah. it's just the it is so it's twisted. But it's but this is how Roman can show love. Yeah. And it's the, and that's what's it's like still somehow incredibly moving, even though we are hearing horrible disgustingness coming out of him. Oh, and just. And then and, and that just goes on, like when they're in the car. Um Yeah, the car. The car ride. Because it's also the first time that like all three of them are on the same side and see it through. Yes, even though Roman wants to puke. And yeah. I, I give um Kieran Culkin mad props because so he I, I've never seen someone look so convincingly like they are about to throw up. Yeah. 
Like he's his, he's practically his, green. Yeah, yeah, he, and it's the twitchiness he brings to the, like his reaction shots. The how rapidly he can flit through different emotions, like just yeah, he's brilliant. He like I know everyone like everyone's talking about you know Matthew McFadden and 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 Jeremy Strong and you know and, like deservedly so, but like oh, Karen mm-hmm. Karen Culkin is the like glue to that show. I yeah. Agree. Yeah, my my season MVP is uh, Matthew McFadden, but this episode, I will say, Kieran Culkin, what he does, and when they're finally in the room with the boogeyman, basically, and the way he can barely meet his eyes, and the way, and and Logan tries this last volley of like, hey, come on, son, like, why don't we handle it? leave these two basically like these two losers and and we'll go ahead and make this deal happen and you can see him these combinations of he's he's frightened like out of his gourd but he's also tempted to take that easy because even though dad their father is abusive but like so many abusive relationships there's also a sense of safety yeah being in their vicinity and and you watch him wrestle with all, and he says he he doesn't indicate any of this with his words. It's literally, it's his hunched over shoulders, yeah, and 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 this the way his head work. is tilted down, but his eyes are kind of like when they look to the like, oh yeah, just. He's but it was also brilliant. it was the way that he doesn't directly rebuke his dad. Like he's still trying to be nice, but it's, but you can tell it's like, it's, it's the fact that he doesn't go with his dad. It's not like he says like, no, I want what they want. He's just kind of like, actually let's just talk. And the, the look he gives, because it's, it wasn't just between him and Logan. It's then when Shiv goes like, you can't trust him. And Kendall just nods in agreement. And you see Roman have to go like, okay like that's the moment he decides like i'm trusting them over dad mm-hmm. yeah and for him that's so and it's also it's just you know and it's the brilliant thing about a show that has been just a never-ending wheel right like you know every nothing we joke about the fact that kind of like the show nothing changes it's the same somebody's buying someone else and and you know somebody's gonna stage a coup and it doesn't work and blah 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 but the 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 slight changes in every iteration, like you look at this and they finally stood together and you and it fails, but you're like, well, Roman, if you you know, sadly, if you voted with Kendall in like season one, right. <laughs> like, you know, so you can kind of look back and it's like, you know, your solidarity came too late, but solidarity is what it would have taken, like at any point, at each junction earlier, if they had managed to stand together. Right, yeah, they would have, they would have had it, and even, and even now, I, <laughs> I'm sure, like many other people, I was very much like, okay, we're gonna do it. We're 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 turning to Voltron, and yeah. we're we're gonna we're gonna go after the big monster, and then <sighs> Logan, call her, yeah, and he puts Car- Caroline. By the way, can or Carolyn <sighs> is how they say. Yo, oh my God, she can catch yeah. these hands. <laughs> I'm like, if I ever see you. <laughs> I hope they never yeah. see her again. Oh. I mean, she doesn't get a single Christmas with them. I actually <laughs> thought that they were very, I was like, you folks are actually taking this better than I would have. 
Because I yeah. feel like I would have just been screaming into the speakerphone. <laughs> I, yeah. I would have, I would have lost. They're just like, you killed us, mom. And I'm like, I would have been drugs. like, yeah. I would have been like, I will never see you again. You're dead to me. <laughs> and she oh. did it all for Piptorans. Wow. <laughs> wow. The guy with the penis friends. <laughs> the, the, what, what is it called? The panties, yeah. the seat sniffer? A seat sniffer. Oh my gosh. Oh, and yeah, Peter Munyon. Munyon. Oh, even his name is just like lift. You just want to like curl your shoulders up to your ears. Did you catch his whole name? Yeah, I can't remember it now. But what was it? I put it in my review. What is it? It's 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 like Peter Thomas Mungo Munyon. Yeah, it's something terrible. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, something like. We're, and I'm, you know, and, and I don't want to, and God forbid, I hope I'm not offended. Like, I hope this isn't like some treasured name that has a long story, you know, tradition and in the UK or anything like that. But I'm just like, yeah, Peter just Timothy, <laughs> Peter Timothy Munga Munyon. Oh my gosh. That's a hell of an age. Yes. It's a guy. And she, yeah, so so Carolyn sold out her kids so she can get her husband a freaking, was it a flat in London? Yeah. Oof. Or no, she wanted to keep it. I don't know. He's very, yeah, it must be. I think it's the flat in London. Yeah. I don't think it even matters just the fact that she sold out her kids from nothing basically yeah so much betrayal because between yeah because you had carolyn and then you had jerry oh but jerry jerry was right jerry Jerry was yeah yes she was right and she still used it as a learning it was weird like it's weird to say like a two sentence you know interaction is a is a lesson but she you know she was still like teaching roman even in that moment like you know what when she just looks at him it's like well what how does this benefit me yeah it's like yeah that's that cult like i'm 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 here to protect the interests of the shareholders that's like wow like it was so much and just again freaking karen culkin's face yeah but also karen culkin said like love and you're like and then he gets shot down just oh and then yeah and i still but it coming right back i mean like you said you know matthew mcfadden being the the mvp uh the way he walks in and the like shiv is smart enough to clock exactly what the problem is it doesn't let it, it doesn't show doesn't like let the siblings know like oh shit it was because i called tom and he must have called dad mm-hmm. um so she witnesses it figures it out and then tries to play it cool and Tom just, you know, also playing it cool. And the two of them, like, he had, like, they, he has to know she knows. Yeah, that's, that's where I'm so interested in seeing. This is why I need where season four immediately. Because... I can't, I still can't tell, like, are they made for each other or will the time jump have them be divorced? Like, I, no. you know, I, like, they're, they're, they're super toxic for one another, and yet part yeah. of me kind of wonders if there, there won't be a little part of, of Shiv. Once, once the fury calms down a little bit, I wonder if there's a part of her that won't be like, 
No, oh, that's pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, because like, like, he outplayed her. Yeah. Because Tom's been this kind of like you know, when it comes to her, he's 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 rather submissive. Um, and yeah. it's been you know, and I think that's part. It's it's part of her kind of like. Like it's part of what what goes into her not loving him is is this idea that like he's a it's like he does too much for her almost I feel like right. it and and it's I think it's part of the reason why she doesn't really respect him. Yeah, it's an interesting thing where like I think she wants someone who is under her thumb, but on the other hand, she will never respect someone who is under her thumb. Right, and I, I wonder if how much of that was a motiv- motivating factor for Tom. So it's like he's always done exactly what she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I really and I think her just kind of flat out being like in the previous episode, her just being like, "I don't love you." Yeah, I think that was what really did it. Because it's one thing to kind of know that you are the pursuer in a relationship, right? But it's a, it's quite another for your significant other, especially who you're married to, to yeah. actually say. I don't love you. And, yeah. and, and, and I think between that and then the baby thing, I think he just finally hit, and you can see in the phone call where she calls him in the, in the SUV and, and he's like, what about me? Yeah. And then she's like, Oh yeah, sure. And once again, just he's listen. this afterthought. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And, and, and I think that's kind of, and I think that is where the idea was born. I think there's there's some talk about like how he's kind of been formulating this plan. I don't think so. I think he's definitely no. worked very hard to get into Logan's good graces. But I think it was once he was off the phone with her, I think the plan, it was just one of those diabolical plans that was suddenly born. Right. And, well, and then you see how it, when he goes to Greg. Yes, right. when Greg comes up to him, like almost immediately after the phone call, there's no lag time. I think he's literally yeah. just had enough time. It's just his the plan is popped fully formed into his brain, and he knows it's going to work because he 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 does that pitch to like, do you want to sell your soul to the devil thing to Greg before he has talked to Logan? Yes, because exactly, exactly, he he knows this is one hundred percent going to solidify him a place, and yeah. and here's Greg and. Oh, you can have 20 Gregs. Um. <laughs> which, is, and, which I love that Greg didn't even take that as an insult. Like, like No, he sees it as he's just a reward. 20 of you, like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's and that's and that's what he's been looking for this whole time. And that's why that's one of the things that kind of confounded me is kind of people treat him like this sweet baby doll thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> this guy, and I love that now actually that Greg is becoming a fully realized kind of low level more villainous like he's realizing his villainous nature as opposed to kind of being this kind of doltish he's social he's climber like, he's, just, he's an idiot savant like the way he's playing those two women and not playing them well it's like the the fact oh. that he's not actually that good but he always gets away with it yes he he has a case of where he is he has been so much of his, it's been luck. Like the yes. way he has obtained all of his information and inside knowledge and stuff is because he happens to be in the right place at the right time all the time. Right. And, and so there's, there's no skill to it, but yet it has gotten him very, very, very far in life as we've seen. And now, and now he's willing, now he's on his way to becoming like Tom 2.0. 
Yeah. And I even like the way they, they, um, they had them dress the same. Like when they're oh, yeah. at the wedding, like they're both in this cream colored linen. Um, and it's just very, and then the whole like Nero and Sporus thing, which I was like, I cannot believe we that made that. Off. That I would, I would marry you and castrate you in a heartbeat. But it, it's yeah. also, so, you know, going back. So what Logan says at the end, like make your own pile. You know, to him, it's like, you know, he's been dangling the idea of them inheriting, but it's at the end of the day, like he, he doesn't respect them because he's, they would only be doing from whatever he's given them. Whereas Tom and Greg, especially now that Greg is out of his like quarter billion dollar inheritance. Um, but especially Tom, like they green are, beans. Green beans. They, they <laughs> yes. are, you know, compared to the Roy's, they are more self-made. I mean, they, they may have had a step up like, you know, Tom, but again, Tom had to, Tom married Shiv and, and for access and has put up with plenty to, to get ahead. Um, but he, he's also the only one who really, you know, he really risked, like he did think he was going to prison. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I do think like if, if you're following that, like if this whole, if all of succession ends with like somehow Tom and Greg taking over, <laughs> which would be if incredible. They're the only ones working for way, way That would be hilarious, but also like, completely but, unrealistic. Yeah. There's no way. It kind of follows what, what Logan literally just said to his kids. Like who are the ones who have, who've made, made something like it's, it's technically it's Tom and Greg. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's... I, I don't... We don't want... We had no idea what's going to happen next season. But no. It's going to be... It's a wonky sort of arrangement right now. Because, like, Tom set this up, but if he wins, then he's out of a company and there's no place for him. No, I think that would be the... I think he, he sold him out because I think the idea would be he would then... Sort of like how Matson said, like he would want Roman. Mm-hmm. I think oh, that think I have, I have a up. feeling Logan would be like, okay, like as part of this, you're taking Tom. Like Tom gets to run. Blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could, I, I could see that depending on how. Because it's weird. Because Matson's kind of funny because we have not, we've only seen him in kind of a performance mode. Like we haven't seen him actually in a business setting. It's been. It's been the, the slab of Gravlox, yeah. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård, kind of like being in linen and, and kind of laying out in the Tuscan sun. But and, I think that is his business mode. Because even at the party, like that's, he doesn't like business. Yes. Because like, so at the party, he said he didn't want to deal with Logan whatsoever. And then he was actually very cordial to Logan. So I feel like that meeting was the closest that Matson gets to business. Mm, I can see it. Yeah, I'm just curious, like, how much would he, you know, because, like, generally when you have, like, a, that, that that change of, of leadership like that, generally it's kind of, what did um, Kendall say? He said, he'll, he'll Romanov you. And then, yeah. Which I was like, get another. Lock me in the basement. Good, yeah, another. Another scary reference. Um, and yeah, but I could see Logan making out a deal with like, hey, like Tom benefiting 
who would then, of course, bring his surrogate wife, Greg. Yeah. Right. It, it was sort of, there's a deadline interview with the showrunner, and I think they brought up AOL Time Warner as a possible analogy where it looked like this was a great deal for Time Warner at the time, but then AOL, of course, flamed out. And does AOL even exist within Time Warner anymore? It's just Time Warner again, right? No, it's just Warner. Do you mean AT&T or AOL? I don't know who the fuck owns it anymore, but at one point in time, Warner and AOL merged, and it was like a huge deal. It looked like AOL was the bigger company. But now, of course, AOL is nothing. Yeah, and AT&T bought Time Warner. That was a, yeah. It's a well, brand. I mean, more recently, but right. they're still running it. I yes. don't, yeah, I don't know. But this and could then, be a situation where GoPro, GoPro, what if the fucking... Gojo. 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 Looks like really impressive now, but in like six months, it's like a piece of shit. Uh, I, nah, I think, well, it's a, maybe, but I, I think the difference is like they're, they're positioning, uh, Gojo as, as very much like new media. Whereas like by the time any of these things that were happening with, with AOL or, you know, uh, there were a lot of times, you know, a lot of sales around Yahoo happening, whatever, right. They How were many- already kind of, they were acquiring things to try and solidify their position. They were in the Waystar position. Right. Um, they were the older company that uh, was getting outpaced by younger tech and was trying to solidify by buying up content. Whereas I don't think, and part of the problem is that we have no context for what Gojo is. But mm-hmm. the impression we're getting is that it is a much uh, a, a younger and m- much more on the rise as opposed to having already plateaued and possibly be being on the downside. Well, yeah, but it sounds strictly, it's a platform and they have no content. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, they have all the, all the tech, but again, yeah, but it has been really, really kind of nebulous as far right. as the, the right. this, all we know is that it's, it's like a newer company and then, and now it's, it's doing weirdly well. Like the market cap for like passes blows Waystar out of the water, and and he's able. To, the fact that he's able to secure financing to acquire, yeah. you know, for the billions of dollars to acquire Waystar, it's kind of like says a lot. Yeah, like clearly, okay, like this is not okay. This is not like a little starter. It may be kind of a new newer the new kid on the block, but it's not, it's, it's a pretty well-established company. I would think. So can I end on a question? Yes. So given that, you know, so where we're at now is, you know, Gojo acquiring Waystar, Logan cashing out, kids being left with nothing. That is the deal that is about to be signed. But historically, Succession always seems to end on these cliffhangers that seem, you know, to be a complete paradigm shift. And then there will be a time jump. And when we come back for the next season, somehow things will have shifted to being back to more or less the way things were. So do you think that when season four starts, this sale will go through? Or do you think that 
you know, the kids will somehow find another way to block it and, and Waystar will continue being its own company looking for a lifeboat. I don't think it goes to me, but I don't think it's because of the kids. I think Logan will pull out for some reason. I I was uh-huh. gonna say I I think I think Sandy and Stewie may end up playing a role in it. No, I think I think it it may be one of Sandy those things. That, Sandy and Stewie. Oh, I love them both. <laughs> <laughs> I love those two characters. I love Sandy. Um, she's uh, yeah. That's a that's a boss right there. And mm, Stewie, mm. but. Yeah, I I think it may be like part of the larger arc, at least for like a good chunk of next season, is this kind of like battle between selling it versus something blocking Logan. Um, But yeah, I don't, I think the kids may try to assist whatever, whatever roadblock may be there that will stop this. Um, I was also toying with the idea that maybe it, it could because one of the things that um, I talk about a lot is that Succession is this series. We're in season three, and yet the the time of the show, the timeline is quite short, actually. Like, we've never had a considerable time jump at all. Right. Um, yeah. I think we're still, like, in, like, 2018 or something. Right. Yeah. We're still in, the, like, not a year has passed by. That doesn't since make the any first sense to me. Episode. Because the first episode, because it opens with, with Logan turning eight, like eighty three, something oh. like that. Early, it's it's like around his birthday. Yeah, and we have not like the the Earth has not gone back around the sun yet. That can't be real, really. Because yeah, because like this season has only taken place over the course of like weeks. Yeah, but I could have sworn like total. Yeah, and then co- like the, two years had gone by at and least. The previous season, that's only a matter of like a month, maybe a couple of months between because the season two starts immediately after Shiv's wedding. Yeah, and then on honeymoon. Yes, right, exactly. They're on honeymoon, and then you have the. Drama with, uh, uh, what's her name? Rhea? No. Uh, damn, I can't remember her name. But in any case, yeah, that takes place over the course of, oh. like, a couple months. Oh. Unless someone has, and I, I could be wrong, but I have tracked this like a mic. Like, wow, this has only, because <laughs> I was doing math, I was like, we're we haven't cleared a year yet by my count which is yeah it is it's hard because i think i think sometimes it it's a little nebulous how much time passes by when it in between things that aren't big events Mm -hmm. and so i always feel like there's like weird accumulations of time that we don't see that aren't necessarily like between seasons but like between just episodes they don't always seem to flow directly into each other um, but yeah, you're, I mean, you're probably right. Maybe it has just been a year. I don't know. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see if, like what with this whole thing with Matt. Five months per season. Okay. So we'd be at, yeah. Really? Okay. Hmm. Or, I mean, so like 15 months. Per 
So just over a year, a yeah. little bit of change. Interesting. But it, it'd be, well, and I was only thinking that because it would be, with the takeover with Matson, it could be interesting if season four did do a, you know, fairly substantial time jump. Like taking that as our opportunity and then kind of watching them. I think it'd be fun to watch them kind of like where they're at in the not terribly distant future, picking up the pieces of their, mm-hmm. like, I kind of want to see Roman trying to get a job. Yeah. I want to see Roman try to interview somewhere. That would and, like, be amusing. <laughs> if there is a cash out, does this mean because, like, their mom has screwed them, they get no money either? Like, they no longer have the board or the. I don't. I, I don't. I just don't imagine them not being obscenely wealthy. Right? I don't think it works unless they're obscenely wealthy. Yeah, I. I am. I, I have zero basis, mind you. I have no legal. You don't background, have background. Like, nothing but billionaire parents. I, I do. I, alas, <laughs> I do not. Um, but they. I would imagine there would be some sort of a payout. Um, but possibly not as big because Kendall's when Logan was trying to buy him out, Kendall's was going to be two billion dollars, which I was like, "How is that not huge? How is that not like that's, that is two my pet, that is my pet peeve with this show: the idea that these people like like Kendall didn't see that and just go like, "Yeah, give me the money." Like, why would you want to fight to bring down the company or join the company or take the company? Like, like. If you can have the money without working, Oof, the dream. Why would you work? <laughs> it's not about the I money. Just, it's I about don't the even power, mind. people. I don't even. But like, what power? I don't know how power can be that delicious. I don't know how power I, can be better than spending every single day of my life just watching TV and <laughs> drinking. Having elaborate cocktails by a pool. Right, and because here's the other thing: like the dream isn't. Like, I am all for redistribution of wealth and, you know, like the, you know, top whatever 0.1% has way too much. Like, I get it. But it would be a lot easier for me to cope with all of this if the rich people just fucked off to an island and let us all forget them. What are you going to do? Like, just get out of business. Just take your money and go. That's in that kind of person that's just not satisfied yeah because they need people. more money and so they keep going but it's just like you know I don't yeah. mind rich people as long as they're just like not mm. continuing to cause other people problems just just fuck off yeah and I love and they do kind of address that um, in last night's episode when Kendall is like so what are you going to do with this giant bar? are you just going to what are you going to do take that five billion yeah. and then put it next to your other pile of billions yeah. and Logan's like, just yeah. like yeah. yeah and I was like and he's that's... really old and he will not enjoy it and like that's all there is to it right and, and 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 I'm like that is wow you folks just put that so succinctly like that's that's exactly how it works it's this addiction to getting more money whereas I'm just like dude if I happen to if I happen to live till I'm 80 years old let me tell you, I would, I would want to, I would want to do, that's like, that's the, to me, those are the years where you should be chilling on a porch, yes. drinking lemonade, and just like watching the clouds, and this, just, 
Imagine the size of the porch a billion dollars can get you. <laughs> the biggest porch Just the, big, the world's big. You could see it from space. Elon Musk could see your porch from his little dick rocket. That's exactly right. And and yeah, and but it's stuck like, in a dick rocket while you're on a porch. Like, come on. Yeah, like no, you can't. I'm like, you can't. You could you could just live with your you could just read books to your grandson that you were willing to die <laughs> with your <laughs> as your royal taste tester, you monster. Like you could uh, just you could just you could just easy living. But no. Instead you have to be the devil personified and and just corporate greed and and if that weren't <laughs> enough you know destroying the planet oh and also just absolutely messing up your kids please don't have any more i hope those smoothies fail they're just <laughs> which don't i was like put vodka in your smoothies <laughs> hey 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 yeah, look, beautiful but, full circle moment wow Selena writes about this, so I'm not going to ask her, but I'm just curious because, like, Game of Thrones, you know, like, all of the, uh, you know, is Benioff and Weiss and Leftovers, Watchmen, it's Lindelof. Uh, and this is a huge show that has two showrunners. Tori, can you name either one? Jesse Armstrong. Oh my God. <laughs> and uh, isn't the other one. I don't know. I the can't lady name the single who... one. I thought, well, I know. Um, the woman who created Shrink Next Door, I think, writes for Succession. I don't know if she's one of the co-showrunners. There are two showrunners, right? I don't know. I thought there was only one. I feel well, like there's, there's a... Uh, so, yeah, Jesse Armstrong created it, but I, it's... There are a bunch of other names that... I, part of it, too, is they have, like, 4,000 executive producers, which I always get kind of... Right. I'm like, what? You never know which executive producer is the showrunner. Right. Like, I know, like, um, on any given season, yeah. Like, right. um, Mark, I hope I'm saying his last name correctly. Mark Mylod. Um, yes. he's, he's, he actually, I believe he directed last night's episode, I'm not mistaken. Um, which, uh, beautifully done. Um, so yeah, he's one of the big, but yeah, it's, yeah, but it's Jesse Armstrong's name that really, Kind of rings out. Who do you think is the other showrunner, Dustin? I don't know. I, keep, I see interviews with the people behind it, and I see like two or three people that are being interviewed about it. Well, so Georgia Pritchett is a writer. She's done four episodes. She's the one who I think did um, Shrink Next Door. Oh, uh, Jesse Armstrong, and I think maybe the other one is probably Mark Marlott. I see. So he's just a director. Oh, not just, yeah. but I mean, like, he's not. But is he, yeah, one of the major directors? Um, yeah, I mean, he's directed more episodes than anyone else. Hmm. Um, Jesse yeah. Armstrong. All right, well, Jesse Armstrong's name should be as big as many often less. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. What did Jesse Armstrong do before his election? I'm looking that up right now. Um, so he wrote Four Lions. Oh my god, wrote, really? He wrote In the Loop. He was a writer for In the Loop. Uh, which was... Yeah, so that is the... Um, the Peter Capaldi. Right, the, the sort of like... The Armando, yeah. yeah. So he co-wrote the, the screenplay with Armando Iannucci and Simon Blackwell. 
Or lions, though. That makes no sense. Um, fresh meat, let's see. I mean, I like Downhill, back, for, yeah. Oh, he worked on Peep Show. I mean, it is interesting to see because he, he kind of comes from... Uh, Comedy background. Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, so he worked on, yeah, uh, Thick of It, Veep. Uh, he did an episode of Black Mirror. Um, oh, yeah. that makes sense, yeah. All of that. Trust. But it, which is probably, you know, it, I think we, I, it's a very different style, but I think, you know, part of the. No, but in the loop. That I mean, instinct the, of how funny this show that seems very dramatic truly is. Right. Like, mm-hmm. So, like, the, the speed of the show feels very much like in the loop, and it's very just dialogue-heavy and, like, banter. And like well, yeah, the thick of it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. God, if he could just get Peter Capaldi onto this show. Oh, my God. I would oh. Wow, I didn't know how much I needed that until you said it. Like, if, if Logan decides to help... Um, the seat sniffer. I was afraid that Brian Cox is going to pass away between seasons. So, no, don't say that. I, I would never want that to happen. But also Why would you say that? Oh, perish the thought. But yes, no, no, Peter I am worried about him. I, I worry about him and I worry about um, Mike Ermintrap. Oh, man. Oh, that's, oh, mm, <laughs> when mm, that's came, another that one. That was my first thought. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Isolate that man. <laughs> That's right. You put him in bubble wrap and you you shove some vitamins I, in I him. Was, I was worried about John Waters. Oh well, yeah, that makes sense. Oh okay. yeah, he's yeah, he's the one where I'm like, just can he just have like a nice you know chamber somewhere that like oh, nothing can pass through. Hmm. Um, guys, guess what? Yeah, we made it through a whole episode without Dan. Wow. Did we? Hey, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to be like, yo, Dan's obsolete. <laughs> but I guess not. I guess, I guess, okay, fine. My my attempt at a coup, a Pajiba coup, has failed, I understand. The board has decided to, uh, you know, keep keep Dan Hammer in charge. I understand. <laughs> I'll I'll be the Kendall. I'll be waiting. I'll bide right. my time until next season. <laughs> Some killing, buddy. <laughs> That's terrible. Or have <laughs> or have super I, elaborate yeah, parties. I mean, the last time I drove a Porsche, you know, you just you just clip people. It just happens. <laughs> Sorry, you'd be like, <laughs> don't look at the front bumper of my Subaru. It is cracked right now. I swear to God, I didn't hit a child. Oh no. Um, that'd be the saddest thing. You're like, yeah, no, don't you never just hit somebody in a Subaru Forester? <laughs> you drive a Forester? Yeah, I drive a Forester. I got a fucking Forester too. I fucking hate it. I, you've told me this. I don't I know, know why you have a bum yeah. loud Forester. It's a shitty Forester. It's, we, yeah, we you have, got the bad one. Mine's fine. Yes, I might get rid of it later this week because we have a Highlander. That's like I mean, the Forester's the shitty bad one. <laughs> Why this week? <laughs> oh, because I'm taking it in for an oil change. Are you just gonna leave it there? I might. Yeah. Just not pick it up, not pay the bill. Correct. <laughs> I think like, okay. all yours. <laughs> like I know you don't like confrontation, but I feel like you're not allowed to do that with cars. <laughs> we'll see. 
Ask me about that on Thursday. We'll do, or we'll talk about it next Monday on Punch. Look at us. All right. Um, oh, we get to say goodnight, everybody. Yes. You got to do it, Tori. Oh, oh, I have to do it? Okay. Um, good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. <laughs> and as usual, it's uh, I got to pee like you wouldn't believe. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. Have a good night. Good night. Good night, dude. <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs>